0: Hey, everybody, on today's Locked on Bama, we're going to talk a lot about recruiting because there's a lot that's been happening in recruiting. Um, McEldery commits. Uh, we got another commit in Malik Benson. And um, there's a, a lot of interesting stuff out there in the recruiting world. A guy that a lot of people had not talked about uh, may be flipping to Alabama soon. Who knows? The, if you watch his social media, you think he will be. We'll talk about that. And we'll also talk about JV Cohen coming out with a very sensitive message, a very powerful message about dealing with mental health. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama,
1: your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Jimmy, Damn, how A lot are you? going on.
1: So much for an off-season.
0: I'm yeah. doing
1: just fine. Good, but good. a lot good. is going on.
0: Uh, there really is. First of all, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, this episode brought to you by LinkedIn, our new sponsor. Appreciate LinkedIn so much. They will be the sponsor specifically every time John Garcia is on the show with us. He should be on the show with us. Uh, Thursday, I'm going to record that Thursday, and I guess I'll try and put it out Thursday, but it may be Friday morning. Regardless, uh, John Garcia, the best in the business when it comes to recruiting, will be with us Thursday, and that will be brought to you by Locked In. Um, now, let's go ahead and talk about uh, McKeldry, who committed the other day. You did a quick hitter on it. Just some final thoughts on him, and did we ever learn exactly how to pronounce his name?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is Ryquez McElderry.
0: McElderry. Ryquez
1: McElderry. Uh, he is, uh, committed, uh, excited to get him. Uh, again, I encourage people, look, look, I I remember this, this story is almost irrelevant, but years ago when we were recruiting, not so great before Nick got here and Alabama was under some crushing sanctions, the recruiting situation was a lot different. It was headed by someone a lot different than Nick Saban. Uh, we would pick up commitments and our fans would get excited and I was not a very popular internet poster at that time because I would tell people, you know, when you beat, when you beat Southern Miss for kids, you know what you are, Southern Miss, and people would try to fans would try to talk themselves into loving each one of these kids, and we were beating Southern Miss, and then we'd beat Troy, and then we, maybe we'd beat Ole Miss, and then maybe we'd beat Memphis, and, and and fans would find a way to get excited, and I was always talking about who. You beat to get the kid. Who was his best offer? And and unfortunately for, for several kids, it was Alabama. And most of those kids didn't really pan out. Some of them did. Most of them did not. Uh, my point is this. Raquez is not ranked very highly, but who did Alabama beat to get him? Georgia, the, the national champions, who, by the way, play really well the line of scrimmage. Not only did Alabama beat Georgia, I'll tell you a program that was busting to get him was Tennessee. Tennessee tried very hard to flip him to Knoxville. And Auburn uh made quite had quite a bit of success in trying to flip Rocquez. As a matter of fact, if it was if Alabama had pulled their offer because they decided they liked other kids more this summer at camp, uh, I think Ryquez would have flipped and, and he would have flipped maybe to Auburn over Tennessee. Uh he visited Auburn twice in the past 14 days. So uh who did you beat to get him is is almost a bigger question to me than where are you ranked? So Alabama to beat Georgia to get him. This is a quality, quality pickup.
0: And and that, all that's so very true. And I think Jimmy was referring explicitly to Rob Dash E Staten from uh, the nineteen ninety three or four signing class, I believe it was. Regardless, mm-hmm. I wonder if he's still Rob Dash E Staten. Like if when he goes to work or on his driver's license, does it say Staten, comma Rob Dash E? You think? I don't know. Isn't anyway. that a isn't that a thing now? And it means like
1: high tech something. I mean, if something is dash little e, it means
0: like. He was dash like, biggie, though. He was dash biggie. I'm just saying, maybe he was ahead of his time. <laughs> all right. A couple other quick recruiting notes, and then we'll talk about Malik Benson. And we'll also talk about a potential surprise flip um, in just a minute. But first of all, Jeremiah Cobb, the best running back in the state this year, he commits to Auburn. Alabama didn't really pursue him. Um it's just – I guess it's good for Auburn in the sense they get another four-star. They also get Carmelo English, who is a really nice wide receiver out of Central Phoenix City. Uh, some Alabama sources continue to say that uh, if Alabama were to pursue him later down the line, he could be a potential flip candidate. I believe that to be true. But um two nice pickups for Auburn uh of late. Again, they've got four commitments, all four stars by one service. But I'm – am I – Crazy to think these may be their four best commitments when all of a sudden Now, that being said, uh, Francis, and I call him Maui Goa. I don't know. I may be wrong about that. He has committed to Miami over Tennessee. So that means Tennessee has lost two offensive line commits, potentially, and um, McEldry. How do you say it? McEldry. McEldry. Uh McEldry and, um, and Maui Goa. I'm, I, I probably butchered both names. I'm sorry about that. But regardless, I think that's interesting. And um, Miami's making a lot of noise on the trail. So I I think that that's uh, just very interesting. Now, give me, let's go ahead and take a break right now as I want to tell everybody about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local change auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Honda Odyssey an or DX? I don't know why I do that voice every time. I just think it makes the box store auto parts guy sound dumber, so I'm gonna keep doing it. And why do you wanna wait for him to behind the counter to order the parts on his computer when you got your own computer right there in your pocket in the form of an iPhone and or Galaxy or um, Google, whatever it is. You can do all that, and go to rockauto.com, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more when you can save so much money at Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business, and you want to uh, go use them and, and just help them out, and they can help you out, save you money, and uh, you're doing a good thing because you are helping a family business. That's always a positive. I'm in a family business, and uh, I know we appreciate y'all. So right, locked on in the how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all oh, the parts your car will ever need. Rock oh. all right, Jimmy. Um, so Malik Benson, commit. Uh this is a nice one, wide receiver. We knew this was coming. I mean, we kept hinting about it. I mean, uh, we didn't want to spoil the kid's moment, but I mean, this is this is a, a badly kept secret, and uh, he's he's fast. He's good. He's originally from Kansas. It's pretty rare. Alabama gets an actual Kansas native, right? That's right.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to. I mean, I'm sure our astute listeners could uh, offer up a couple. You know that that's happened in the past, but uh, no Kansas.
0: Any? I mean, any year that we've gotten a guy from Kansas.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a surprise question, I wasn't ready for that. But I mean, off the top of my head, no. Off the top of my head, no. But I want to say. I don't know why I'm remembering this, but I want to say maybe a couple of Ray Perkins guys in the eighties were from Kansas, but, but would they've been junior college guys or actual Kansas Natives? Maybe that, maybe that's why I'm thinking uh, Kansas because they were Juco guys, yeah. you know, and we've signed players out of Kansas junior colleges. Heck, yeah. uh, We got one in the last class from the same junior college in uh, Kitzelman, but, uh, but Malik is literally from Kansas as is Kitzelman, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they're both. Oh, well then, then you answered yeah. your own question. <laughs> well, I just realized yeah, they're both from Kansas. So I guess it wasn't that long ago, but no, it's rare. But let me tell you, Benson is so good. He's so good. And I've, I've told the story multiple times, but it's worth telling again. Uh, when I was first told by, by people that know such things that, uh, Hey, uh, Alabama may take this uh, junior college wide out. And I'm thinking, why would they take a junior college wideout? Why are they looking for that? Why not get one out of the portal? And why do you need one at all? There's 12 on scholarship and literally all 12 could come back if they choose. That's not going to happen. But literally all 12 have the eligibility to return. 12 is too many. And when you say, so what? You can never have too many of these. Well, that lit, this is how math works. If you have too many receivers, then you're short somewhere else. Okay, so we're short. Somewhere else, and the answer is we're short at linebacker, we're short at DB, uh, we're short at quarterback, uh, in part because we're over the limit at wide receiver. So, I'm thinking, taking a Juco, I mean, I'm has coach lost his mind this, this, that this doesn't even sound right. So, then you know, some weeks pass by, and I hear that that interest is real and it's reciprocated, and the kid likes Alabama a lot, and that this could really happen. So, at that point, I'm like, well, I guess I need to know about this guy. And I flip on the tape, and then then the world made sense to me again because he is good. He is real good, as in probably our best receiver the day he shows up. That 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 good. Uh every box is checked other than you know, super height. He's not short. He's legitimately six foot. We had a discussion today. We we think he's been measured very accurately at 5'11 and three quarters. So we discussed it on three. Do we do we put that down? And I'm like, hey, look, I've always gone by this rule. Always, even before I was at on three. And that's if you're over something, then you're the next inch. Because I, I don't think people care that you're five eleven and a half or five eleven three quarters. Spoken,
0: spoken like a guy who's five eight. Like a guy,
1: <laughs> it is, isn't it? Isn't it? it who's actually more like five seven and three quarters?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's well, why I've gone.
1: That's why I go by that rule.
0: But Let me, Jimmy. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to tell you a, a funny story. I'm here at the beach, and um, my daughter, who's five, she's got a quick wit about her. I mean, she's she's good, man. She's she's tough. We were getting on the elevator uh, with our family the other day, and there was another uh, couple, good looking couple. I mean, like the dude was good looking. The the girlfriend was smoking, like. But they were both about five seven and a half. And you know, I'm six five, so I get on. I sort of dwarf him, and but I, you know, I don't even think about it. I mean, I just. I'm just tall. I mean, I just go places. And uh, so I get on the elevator and my daughter is carrying two pool noodles and she gets on the, the thing. And the guy just like is nice guy. He just wants to make conversation. He says, hey, little girl, you OK with those? Those things are taller than you are. She looks at him dead now and goes, they're taller than you, too. And, then, and, I was like, and he got, the girlfriend fell out.
1: And, uh, and I was like,
0: she was like, I mean, no, he said, boy, she's going to be a handful. And I said, yeah, but anyway, go ahead.
1: That's funny because uh, if they're the same height, five seven and a half, five eight is tall for a girl, yeah, and not tall for a guy. So that's got so so funny that the uh, girl uh, sort of
0: stuck the uh, fork in the uh, wound a
1: little bit and twisted the knife.
0: That's good. That's, that's good. Or the fork. you know why they uh, they always they seem to get along great because they always see eye to eye. <laughs> but anywho, uh, <laughs> go ahead with Malik Vincent. So Malik Malik is so
1: good uh, again. Uh, a legit six foot tall. Okay, I gave, him, I gave him a quarter of one inch, a legit six foot tall, so he's not short, 185, so he's not small, uh, fast, 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 10'4", 10, 10, meters. Uh, he compares himself to Jameson Williams, which is funny <laughs> to me because, like, wow, man, you might want to take it down a couple notches here, talking about the 12th pick in the draft with a torn ACL, uh, but no, he compares himself to Jameson Williams, and how about this, he's not shy, about telling our uh, recruiting guide on three Joseph Hastings in his interview, hey, uh, when I show up at Alabama, uh, it's with a whiteboard and it's got sixteen months on it because it's sixteen months until the NFL draft. I got sixteen months to become a first-round pick. I mean, wow. that's the way he's looking at it. He he's JD Davison like in his one-and-done plan. He he's showing up to play one year and be a first-round pick. I love the confidence. I love it because I think that's an asset. But Let's be real honest and hope he's not listening to the show. Let's be honest. This guy's counting on being a first-round pick, and when he shows up, he's going to get covered by Kool-Aid, by Kyrie Jackson, by Earl Little, and he's going to find out in a damn hurry there ain't a Kool-Aid in the Kansas Junior College. There ain't an Earl Little in the Kansas Junior College system. How is he going to mentally handle it when he finds out that he's not Jamison Williams yet? He can be. He can be. He can become that, which is so exciting, but they're all humbled. They're all humbled at some point, and he is. he's from Kansas. He's played in Kansas Junior Colleges. The odds that he's gone up against a Kool-Aid, certainly not in the games, so I'm just saying uh, how he handles that will tell the story, but I, I wrote today on On3 on my piece on Malik's commitment. My, my thing was can Malik be the number one receiver at Alabama in 2023? And my answer is yes. Yes. I, 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 I'm i half expecting and it. It's not fair to expect that from a kid who hasn't played or practiced. And, and, but but I, I think Malik Benson will be in the running to be the best wide receiver at Alabama. And that's why they took him. They didn't take him because they're like, oh, you know what? We need a Juco wide receiver. They took him because they made the same mistake I did. They watched the tape. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about built bars. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolatey is like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all deliciousness. You go to Built Bar. Uh, excuse me. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Delicious coconut rich sweet Awesome brownie goodness, creamy marshmallow, everything. Stop fantasizing about this. Get to Built.com and order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off that order. All right, Jimmy, uh, very quickly, because I do want to bring up what Javion Cohen said. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Sunturin Perkins, who's committed mm-hmm. to Ole Miss, Uh, We all live in a yellow sun terrain uh, is um, is a potential flip candidate. And I say this with some moderate knowledge and also the fact that on social media, if you didn't know he was committed to Ole Miss, you would think he's committed to Alabama.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's why we're bringing it up. Uh, His his Twitter, his public his public Twitter. Uh, if you go to it today, as we record this, it's a Tuesday afternoon. You'll be here this Wednesday morning, probably, or Wednesday, unless he takes it down, uh, which is possible. But, uh, if you go to his Twitter account, uh, the pin tweet is, uh, him praising the Lord f- because he got an offer from his dream school, which is Alabama. And that offer was made last January, uh, by the way, six months ago, uh, after his commitment, he committed to Ole Miss as a very young high school player. Uh, and then the next two or three tweets is him uh, dressed in Alabama gear, looking extremely content and happy. Uh, it's multiple pictures of him dressed in Alabama gear. Uh, you got to go a pretty good ways down his Twitter account to find all Miss stuff. Uh, so is he going to flip? I don't know. I mean, there, there's nothing that we that we can report. There's nothing that we will report. All I'm saying is this is a kid rumored to be a flip candidate that Alabama has offered that is drenching his Twitter timeline in the Alabama goodness. So let's just say uh, this week that uh, this is one to keep an eye on. Oh, oh by the All way, right, me- what kind of player he is, I compare him to Ralph Staten. That's a little old school for some of you folks that listen to the podcast uh, that might not have been around in 1994 to watch Ralph Staten play as one of the great college football players that's played at Alabama, in my opinion. And I say that because Sunturin is an amazing athlete. Uh, yes, he's a linebacker. Yes, I think he's an inside linebacker. Probably cut out to play the will position. But he is tall. He's long. Uh, he returns punts. He plays running back. There is a great clip of him making an interception that's so good it would be on Monday Night Football's You Got Most. Uh He, he is He's a great athlete, and in my opinion, no one asked me, but in my opinion, this is no worse than the second-best prospect in Mississippi in this cycle and a national top
0: 125 at worst. Okay, that's interesting. We'll talk about him. Should he flip sometime in the near future? I do want to read off just a little bit. I'm not going to read the whole thing from Javion Cohen. This is from his Instagram. He said, for the past month, I've been in rehabilitation for mental health reasons. The pressure we feel as athletes is insurmountable and can be too much at times. I don't want to focus on the bad, though. I want to shed light on the good that has come of this. One of the lessons I learned here. Heron Wellness has taught me so many things about myself in life that I'm extremely grateful for. The biggest lesson is okay to not be okay. And then he goes on and and, um, has a great message and I say this, and I say it almost with chills as a person who uh, has dealt with depression all his life, who's been on medication for it for some time now, and it's helped me a ton. Um, I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. I'm not sad to say anything about it. Um, it is, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult at, at various times. If you ever watch this podcast, you may think, hey, what the? what's Luke talking about it? I mean, because you just don't know this, this side of me is one thing, and then there's another side to me. And um, JVN Cohen apparently deals with the same thing. And so when we, you know, on, on this podcast and we talk about players and other anywhere, in, anywhere in the media, anywhere in, in fan bases, message boards, whatever, we talk about these players as if, you know, they almost aren't human. Like they, they are uh, caricatures in a video game that they um they, they play football and they should always play football up to their their, are our level of expectations not theirs necessarily. They should always be awesome. They should always, they should never get DUIs. They should never even be out past nine o'clock at night because they need to go a bed <laughs> even in June because they need to get ready to appease our need for success for for them to to win all their ball games. And um, I think it probably Javion has a good message there. Like it is insurmountable. And I know, you know, people are going to say, "Well, poor pitiful Javion. He's uh he's playing for." a team, the the best dynasty in college football history. He has all the attention he could possibly want. Um, and you know, if you follow him on social media, nobody's given, you know, teams like Auburn more hell than JV Ivan Cohen. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's not just a person. And, um, man, I think it's very courageous. He's come out and done this. Um, I think it's a fantastic message. What a sign of leadership. Um, I just, I'm glad to hear when I first saw this, we got a text from a friend who asked us about this and, um, my first thought was, oh, no, oh, no. I hope he's not like right in the middle of the depths of depression right now or some other mental health issue. And actually it sounds like he's already crossed that barrier, like he's better. Now he's not going to be 100%, but he's better. And, boy, aren't we glad this was caught now? I mean, if you want to go back Uh to the Spanish fan, Luke, I'm glad this was caught now so that this isn't affecting him during the season. In fact, I think it's going to make him an even better leader, right?
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, so many things say we'll continue to talk about on the next show, but man, oh, one thing that snapped into focus for me, uh, this is the second kid we've had in a few months. Uh, we had the the kid that was a signee in the last class, Dane Shore, who yeah. really yeah. never participated in practice uh, at Alabama because he was dealing with mental health issues that he has now spoken about, uh, and, and he's going to play at UConn and not Alabama, uh, and now Javion Cohen, and it made me think, Luke, Nick Saban, in his public comments since the end of the season, when he talks about the players, repeatedly uses mental health as being very important. He, he has said that, and, and it's caught my attention. And I thought it was interesting that Nick Saban would, would wave that flag uh, because you know, you're know you like, why? why? And, and now I think we're starting to see why. I think Coach Saban himself better understands uh mental health issues and how it can relate with his players. Uh Javion and Dane Shore not the only players on this roster or in previous Nick Saban teams who have fought various different mental health issues and it's bravery, literal bravery, like Javion Cohen is using that uh, helps normalize it and helps discuss it. He says in his piece that it helps him to talk about it. Right. And frankly, he's not just helping himself. He's helping humanity when he discusses it because uh yes the pressures football players and athletes at that high level face are crushing uh but the pressures that all people face can be crushing whether it's financial whether it's personal uh whether it's physical uh you know we we all face some level of pressures football players are not excluded from that they face a whole different set of can you imagine if your job like hey uh your job is to block Jordan Davis from Georgia. And if you don't, millions of Alabama fans are gonna say that you suck and you're not good at your job and you can't do this. And he's gonna go out there and block this 360-pound guy that runs like a deer. And 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 or or the fans are gonna kill him. And hey, it just makes me think as bad as I wanna win, and I do wanna win, trust me, trust me, this is all this, this is obviously what I care about a lot every day. But you know what I care about more? And that's those players that wear that jersey. And and it's a good reminder to us that instead of being fans all the time, why don't we be supportive all the time? Because that's what our players need is support. And uh, I'm really proud of uh, JV on for, for being as brave. It took t- more bravery to post that than it does to stand in front of Jordan Davis.
0: Hey, there's no doubt about that. And look, can you imagine the pressure when – the expectation is undefeated, and not just undefeated—like you whip everybody's ass all the time, and mm-hmm. then you and you go undefeated. Like you've got the the, the expectation is Alabama twenty twenty. Yep. I mean, that's the expectation all, every year. And so, if you're JV, I'm going, and you're right, and you're going against Jordan Davis, and you're giving it your all, man. And while oh, he was
1: while he was hospitalized, while he was getting treatment for this mental health problem, right. while that was happening. On three puts out a story that says NFL scouts think Javion Cohen is gonna be a first round pick. Yeah. I'm like now in retrospect, I'm going whoa, 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 let this dude live, man. You, it's, you, it's, you do it's, you, Javion. Don't worry about what other people say about you. You do you.
0: And the uh, mental aspect of this, and, and Saban has done a fantastic job through the years addressing it all the time. Uh, but it, I was reminded of how tough mentally sports can be today. Uh, Novak Djokovic was playing um, yep. whatever his name is, Sinner, the, Sinner. From, from Italy, and yep. it was a great match. I mean, Sinner was down four-one. I was like, I don't even know if I want to watch this anymore. All of a sudden, he, Sinner wins the first two sets, and yep. you're like, um, "Joe, Djokovic, mm-hmm. better wake up!" But you could see, you could see it through the TV how Sinner wasn't ready for it, yep. and Djokovic was like, "I got this. I'm cool," and that was the difference in mental preparation, physically. Yeah, Djokovic is better and, and overall and he's older. He's he's 35 versus 20. But mentally is where it was a mismatch. And exactly. and Exactly. So that's where um I think that aspect of it is so important. And so for Javion going to come out with this and talk about it this way is is such a sign of leadership and maturity that boy. It makes I have a better feeling about the offensive line this year than I did before I heard this. Not a worse one. Not not I'm not scared about Oh, oh God, you know, we got a guy that's dealing with depression. He might cr- crumble. No, I, I think we got a guy that realized he had a problem and he fixed it. So, Jimmy, that's going to do it uh, for today's episode. We will be back tomorrow. Who knows if there'll be any more commitments? There could be. There have been a flurry of them. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, college football, for giving us such a wonderful July. We love you guys. Normally, about this time, we're we're literally choosing who the best-looking player on Alabama's football team is. <laughs> We'll do that again. I don't know if we can squeeze it in before fall camp, but let, we will do another
1: one of those one day.
0: All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow. Until then, roll time. Roll time.